We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. January 23rd, 1994. AFC Championship game. Buffalo, New York. An overtime win against the Steelers in Arrowhead. The snap is a good one. Ball put down. The kick is up. End over end. It is. Hey! Hey, hey! The Chiefs are going to Houston. What a game. I can't believe it. Got the cold chills, baby. A 21-point fourth quarter comeback in Houston for the divisional round. Double tight ends. Handoff. Marcus. Marcus over the middle. First down run. 20. 6 8, 15. 10. 5. Touchdown. This game. The only thing that stood between us and destiny, the Buffalo Bills. I was just a rookie, but walking into that stadium, I was sure we were going to the Super Bowl. Behind Marty, Joe, Marcus, Willie, Derek, and Neil. Montana was whacked hard and is, down, is down and not getting up. Holding on to his uh, face mask and in terrific pain. Joe is... As I said, he is not moving. 30 years later, here we are again. We're in hell right now. Believe me, we can stay here or we can fight our way back into the light. We can climb out of hell. And just like the last time, we're the underdogs. That's right, underdogs. The inches we need are everywhere around us. On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for that inch. Two rings, two MVP trophies, and, well, 13 seconds. The kick is good! It's going to overtime! Oh my gosh, this is the most perfect quarterback play maybe ever. I mean, this is unbelievable back and forth. To the end zone. For the win! He caught it! Ball game! Chiefs to the championship game! It's time to right the wrongs of 1994. Look into his eyes! Now I think you're going to see a guy who will go that inch with you. You're going to see a guy who will sacrifice himself for this team because he knows when it comes down to it, you're going to do the same for him. It's time to hit him in the mouth. It's time for payback. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the f-ing difference between winning and losing. Chiefs, Bills, Sunday night in Buffalo on 610 Sports Radio and 106.5 The Wolf. Hit somebody in the freaking mouth. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. Ah, David's ready. 
I think Dana's, Dana's finally ready. is ready, Josh, yep. right? Took him yep. a little long to get there. He said he's going to pace himself. Yeah, well, it's Friday. It's time to kick Buffalo's ass. <laughs> Let's go. Let's do this. I'm guessing there's a little bit last night, too, in the uh, Players Only show. I would imagine. Check that out, 610sports.com or the Odyssey app. Yep, I Dana would imagine. gets fired up. By Thursday night, for sure. It got to be fired up for this one. And if that didn't get you going, I don't know what did. I don't know about you hearing Lenny's voice in there. Kind of gave me a Bill little. Oh, and hearing oh Griggs a little goodness. bit. Man, I'm starting to get choked up a little bit. And it's not even 7 o'clock this morning. Dude, I and remember. we haven't even yelled at Frank White yet. Right. I remember exactly. As soon as I heard the Montana call, grabbing yeah. the face mask, I immediately went right to the place where I was watching the game with my dad and a bunch of people. And I'm getting choked up because I miss my pops. Yeah. But that was, damn. Yeah, no, man, it, and, and, like, and that's kinda, what sports is about right there. It's, it's about the memories that you create with your father, with your sons, with your kids, with your family. That's what it's always been for me. I always go back to watching football with my family and, and just sitting on the couch and enjoying those moments. And B-Dub is legit upset and crying this morning, and I appreciate that, my man. Show your emotion. Let it fly. Let it hang out because – that's where we are. That's what sports does to us, man. It, it puts us in a place that we love, and that's why it's so important that we embrace what's going on right now here in Kansas City because you don't want these moments to go by complaining about the third wide receiver. You just don't. I'm not sure that wasn't a moment as well where we're like, oh, it's never going to happen. Right. <laughs> right. We're never going to get over I mean, the, the uh, yeah. We got Joe Montana was so awesome. Right? right. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, my God, Joe Montana's down. Yep. At the end of it, you're like, oh, my gosh. And that's this it. Is, this is in – it, you know, you thought it might be a jumping off. Dana thought it might be a jumping off point. He right. didn't know. He's a young player, whatever. Like, like that. And that was that was the peak. That was, yeah. Until yep. this this regime. Right. So it's it was it was a while. And so why not go? Why not go avenge that too? Why not? Yeah, go knock the Buffalo Bills right in their face because I'm 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 picturing the image and Kevin Harlan, by the way. I mean, just glorious on the radio. And I keep saying it. He's a great sportscaster, but an even better human being. I love Kevin. And and listening to his calls on there, you you can picture what Joe Montana's doing because we've all remembered that image of him lying on that turf, grasping his face mask, and that was the last image we really had, Josh, of Joe Montana. You know, as a member of the Kansas City Chiefs, was was that the, that situation, right? It wasn't much more after that. There was nothing else to celebrate, you know, with Joe Montana than getting to that championship game. And it was so long before we got back to that championship game. And that obviously took place at Arrowhead against those New England Patriots. And we lost that game. But since then, it's been just up, 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 up and up. And th those memories that, that and that feeling that B-Dub was sharing, I think, resonates with a lot of people. Because I think at the end of the day, we, we want our teams to win. But we like the camaraderie of what sports brings as well. Watching it with your friends, watching it with your family, watching it with your dad and your mom and your sister and your brother and everybody like that kind of gathered around dog. the TV and your dog and Binkley's cat uh, as well, right? Like you just love those type of moments. And that's clearly what sports has always been for me. I think we all saw that, you know, with the Royals and their run in 14 and 15, how that galvanized everybody and brought everybody together. And that's why, you know, some folks get mad that I'm not upset about the, the wide receivers and, and that guy on the West Coast who listened to our show didn't like that I wasn't upset one day about the wide receivers. And I'm thinking to myself, what matters is what happens here now in the postseason. None of that matters. It's all about Sunday and what's going to happen against Buffalo. And as the week has gone on and as we've moved forward and gotten to where we are right now, 
I'm thinking more and more and more and more and more and more about this team is going up to Buffalo and we are getting a victory over the Bills. It's not going to be an easy game. It's not going to be a game that's decided, I don't think anyway, in the first five minutes of this game. I'd love it to be decided in the first five minutes of this game, but I feel like Buffalo has all the pressure in the world. The Chiefs are playing with a, you know, like kind of a free attitude. They're not at home. Buffalo's at home. Uh, What did I almost say? House money. House money. No, I almost said laissez-faire is what I was going to go with, and I didn't think French would or attack. Italian or whatever would well, go damn over well Canada. this morning. It, it, that's true. It, it, it basically is. It's, it's right there uh, on the border. And if you go to Canada, don't get stuck there because you got to work the next day. So don't go over the falls in a barrel and expect to get back in the country. Um, so so that's that, that's kind of where I am. I'm, I'm, I'm ramping up to this game. And I, I think, look, I, I was listening to Ben Maller this morning go through the other games of the weekend. None of them are the magnitude of this Chiefs and Bills game. And I know a lot of people are still kind of getting onto, onto the, the, the script bandwagon that I rolled out there about a decade, but for this to be the final game of wildcard weekend, it wouldn't be the same if this was the first game on Saturday afternoon, right? This is the final game of wildcard weekend. It is the closest when it comes to the point spread. It is the best matchup of wildcard weekend. And the NFL did a great job in quote unquote, having it happen where it's the last game of the weekend. Cause none of the other games have the magnitude of what this one is going to have and the rivalry and the hatred and the two teams that just have to always get through each other to get to the next level. It's effing go time. And I'm ready to kick some Buffalo ass. Yeah, it is not their time. It is still, it is still our time. Yes. Yes. It is our time. Very man. Hard pending. Yep. Uh, Chiefs and bills Sunday night, five 30 on one Oh six, five, the Wolf pregame coverage. Cause they're two both on the Wolf and here on 610 Sports Radio. Dusty will get you going Sunday morning at 9. Binkley and Chris at noon, uh, taking you right up to the network pregame at 2 o'clock. Mitch, Dan, and myself, Dan, and the entire crew as, uh, yeah, let's go to Buffalo and get a win. Yeah, Why let's not? do this, man. You're, if you're going to go to Buffalo, yeah. you might as well you get might a as win. Well get a you win. might as well Why get a win. Why waste your right? time if you're not? Yeah. Right? right? Yeah, exactly. Don't go if you're not going to get a win. All right. Um, between now and then, I think a lot's going to happen. <laughs> Because uh, the the deadline spur stuff, right? Oh, absolutely, right. And uh, Frank White has vetoed the stadium vote, right? Which we told you was going to happen. That shouldn't come as a surprise but to anybody. He did do it before four four fifty nine yesterday. He, he did. He did. He did a little bit earlier in the day, which was a surprise. He, so. he must have had a dinner appointment at five or something. So it it, it uh, happened earlier. Now they need to uh, get enough votes to override said veto before Monday. Yep, and. Need six votes, and they didn't have them as of yesterday, right? Right, and, and they still don't have them as of right now where we stand on this. But I'm told overnight there has been some developments, and today is expected to be a pretty big day here in Kansas City because what has to happen next? Frank White vetoed the ballot measure. Okay, fine. Nobody likes Frank White. We got that. But now we got to move forward and figure out, okay, how can we get this thing still on the ballot, and how can we allow the citizens to vote and make a decision on what the citizens want their tax dollars spent on. And what has to happen now is the Jackson County legislatures have to override Frank White's veto. And the only way they can do that is with six votes, right? They've got five right now. There's nine legislatures, legislators or whatever, however you say it. Uh, and there's a five that are in favor of putting this on the ballot. We need a sixth one to put this thing on the ballot. So we need to get at least one person to come back and, 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 and you know, defy Frank, if you will, to get this thing on the ballot. I'm told there are two people, Sean Smith and Jalen Anderson are two individuals right. that could potentially make that switch over. 
Denver. Sean Smith put a letter out in the Lee Summit, uh, whatever, yesterday to explaining why he is upholding the veto right now. And there are still things that this organization, the Royals, and this organization, the Chiefs, need to work through in order to appease these legislators to get this thing on the ballot. And so I'm told there's going to be a lot of business owners, a lot of uh, prominent business people in the community that are going to come out and support putting this thing on the ballot today. And I think there's a good chance by the close of business on Monday, we do get at least one of the county legislators to flip and go away from the Frank train and say, yes, we want to put this on the ballot. We want to put this up to the vote of the individuals. And, and, and Frank White yesterday released his statement about what he's still looking for. And there are 10 different things that Frank White is looking for, right? Yeah, right. You're clapping. Well, I mean, this is the, the, the about, it's about time to hear from right. Frank White. It is. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, right, right. So what, what, what is the holdup? And at least he, he did, uh, he did express that. So it's good. Right. His, his unresolved issues. They're, they're pretty unbelievable because there's some that have been resolved, Josh, but there are two issues on this ballot right now that we need to look for and, and, and really get to the bottom of before anybody can approve it. Uh, so we'll get to those coming up and, uh, the, the bills aren't prepared again. <laughs> Speaking of unresolved issues, I think the bills have one. We'll get to that as well. Next. Fesco in the morning. That's the way you pass the Johnson County parent test. You yell about offsides and have no idea what it is. Brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. 610 Sports Radio. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I'm going to Kansas City. Kansas City, here I come. All right, back in on a Friday along with Bob Fesco. I'm Josh Klingman, Brian Williams, B-Dub producing. So Frank White has uh, vetoed the measure to put the $0.38 cents sales tax extension on the ballot for now. Mm-hmm. He did put out a statement yesterday, which included some unresolved issues. Um, some of these you're like, you guys haven't discussed this yet? Kind of to me, ba- like baffling. Like you're this far down the road and you don't have these answers. Right, Why? Right. Yeah. Like who's not giving answers or whatever? Mm-hmm. Um some of them are, are, are fine. Um, a couple I get. You're playing a little defense. Sure, yeah. He wants uh, commitment to keeping the front offices, training facilities, and essential operations within Jackson County for each team. Yeah, okay. Smart. Kansas is calling. Yeah, absolutely. If, if I'm Kansas, I'm calling and saying, hey, you, I, I, we understand you want to keep the stadium there, Chiefs, but 
you want us to build a practice facility over here? Yeah, and I think that's more directed wanna... at the Chiefs because guys... the Royals can't keep their training facility here because of the weather. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't want you to surprise anymore. Yeah. Uh, um, that's okay. not going to happen. But yeah, uh, right. from the Chiefs perspective, I get it because I'm, I'm guessing Kansas would be interested in doing something Absolutely. like that. Absolutely. If I the would Chiefs be... are working six days in that Kansas be... and only one day um, a month, per se, in Missouri, then that's a lot of tax dollars. So I, I, I understand that. The, you got to resolve that. There's right? the where do you work, who gets the tax money if right. their, all their offices are in Kansas. Mm-hmm. It, uh, that's a different. That's a different deal. So right. I get that one. Um, there's something about the insurance, which we thought was the teams are paying of. all that. We've been told that. about that. The park tax reimbursement. The teams are picking up the tab on that, from what we've been told as well. Uh, stadium demolition. Who the hell cares? What, well, they what, want the they want know. the teams to do it. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Uh, that shouldn't hold up putting this on the ballot, though. You know. No, I would think not. But you like, know. you guys got to commit to you guys got to commit to the demolition. Right. Okay. okay. And then we've got number seven, the community benefits agreement, and this is kind of a big holdup. It has been a big holdup uh, for a lot of people, and this is one thing that Frank hasn't been really kind of transparent on because he says the community benefits agreement, enforceable agreements for long-term community benefits. What exactly does that mean, uh, Mr. White? There's been a disturbance in the kitchen, but we're taking care of it. Thanks. Well, what kind of disturbance? A general disturbance. <laughs> what's, what's a general disturbance? Well, let's just say it was a minor hiccup. Well, was it a hiccup or a disturbance? It's such a small disturbance, it might be either one. What, like, was the chef angry or did somebody drop some pots and pans? What, what happened? Let's just say the disturbance happened. Okay, that's a fact. And we're taking care of it. <laughs> Okay. Are you listening to this? Wait a second. I am. How come you won't tell me what the disturbance was? Oh, well, that's a very good question, and I'm on top of it. Well, thank you. I'm glad you thought it was a good question because it was a really atrocious answer. So that's kind of where we are right now with this community benefits agreement. I am told one of the things that that Mr. White is looking for uh, in in all of this is better wages for for, for employees on game day. Okay, fine, that's a community benefit. But from what I hear and what I've been told is that the Royals Day of Game employees are paid in the top part of Major League Baseball regardless on market anyway. And so that's something that the Royals can really be proud of. They, They pay their game day workers in the top portion of Major League Baseball. So that's one of the community benefit agreements. But again, if you're going to say community benefits agreements and then you say enforceable agreements for long-term community benefits, you got to list those out There's so people a lot of know where it is. I don't know what yeah, any of that n- Nobody knows what any uh, of that He wants means. a specific location for the Royals Stadium that, that's to be confirmed. Good, good. The Royals need to do that. The Royals need We'd to all, confirm where they're going. I think everybody we, we believe would like it's that. the star building now is, is the leader in the clubhouse, but the Royals do need to come out and say that. I'm on board with that one. Okay. Where are you building this thing? Uh, again, these are things that I can't believe that. He doesn't know. Right. It's one thing if they haven't been publicly announced, but I can't Correct. believe it. Uh, he wants the Chiefs to provide detailed plans for Arrowhead improvements and their vision for the complex post-Royals relocation. Good. I, so when, they go, what, when yeah. they go, what are, they, what are you going to do? Right, exactly. Again, something I can't believe he doesn't have. I, I can't believe either team hasn't laid this stuff out so the I, voters know, too. Yeah, I think you know? that's weird. Yeah. Um, and then most... Both teams must commit to the amount of private capital they're willing to invest in these projects. Well, John Sherman has. He... Is, he but Clark it, Hunt has not said a word, but John Sherman has said a billion dollars plus cost overruns. I suppose they want all that stuff in writing. Yeah. Okay. But John has said it. Uh, John has gone on record. I haven't heard a word from the Chiefs about what they're going to contribute Correct. to this thing. And I'm actually with Frank White on that one. Step up to the plate. Yeah. You know, it's time for the Chiefs I to want, show their hand at like, all of this. Like right? John Sherman's is public enough commitment. I, they probably needed something a little more formal, but he has said it multiple times. Right. Should he write it on a cocktail nap, get yeah. him slide it, it over? it multiple times yeah. so that it's public, so you have to hold him to it. It's fine. Right. Uh, so those are kind of the 10 
I guess, issues that need to be resolved before um, Frank White's on board. Before on Monday. Now, we don't have to get Frank back on board. We just have to get one legislator to flip back, whether that's that's Jalen Anderson or Sean Smith. Those are the two that we're kind of looking at right now that may want to kind of flip their votes and, 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 and go back to the good side and get this thing done because I'm also told this is a very, very popular uh, ballot measure for the citizens. The citizens want this on the ballot. Business owners want this on the ballot. The business community wants this on the ballot. And those are the people who elected these folks. And if all these folks are coming out, the electorate and the people and the business owners, and they're saying, we want this on the ballot, well, the legislators have to remember that they work for the people. They don't work for their own special interest and what they want. They work for what the people want. And if you're not going to do what the people want, you don't belong in public office. Those things are... I don't think any of the things that are asked for are completely out of bounds. I'm just either. surprised that we're but to why this are we hour. Here? Right. That we're the, to this hour and those things haven't been resolved. Well, then you're not ready for the ballot. Right. Well, if you don't have like the, the basic stuff between the, the, the people that matter in this one, right. right? Before right. we get to the, to the general public, well, then you're probably not ready for the ballot anyway. But this is something that, you know, Frank wouldn't talk to anybody about it. Canceling meetings, not showing up. Yeah, doing so the where, nine where yards, still right? is the breakdown? Or right. Were, they, were, they, were the teams ready to present all this stuff and they just haven't haven't been able to get an audience with them? Right. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But it's it's just, to me, it's strange. When I saw the list, I'm like, you don't have this done already? Yeah, why wasn't this stuff done ahead of time? <laughs> Frank White. He misplayed it. And Frank White, in the blink of an eye, goes from hero to goat. Yeah, and it's not helping that. No. I mean, I don't know if you talked to people yesterday, like people in our age range that grew up with Frank White, how many people are coming to me and they're like, why Why is he doing this? He's ruining my childhood. Like, you've ruined your legacy, pal. I mean, there's no other way to put it. You've ruined your legacy in Kansas City as a Royals baseball player. Yeah, it looks, it looks, yeah, it's not a good look. So... Talk to each other, please. Right. Whoever's not talking, talk to Work each other. Work through the weekend. So get, get it, it done. The, get it to the people. Right. Let the people decide. Um, so I guess get the shovels ready again in Buffalo. You're going to have to, right? Like, Are you bringing really? one? Again? No, I'm not bringing one. I like the fan engagement at all, but it still screams so desperate. They put the all call out again. Come shovel the stadium. Right. You know the resources out? You know the resources to do this yourselves? In the NFL, at some point, we're like, enough's enough. We saw you have to shovel out the stadium last go round. You got to shovel out the stadium again. Like, it seems like they need a better plan, too, which is another reason I can't believe they haven't just mandated a roof. I don't understand what the plan is, though. Like, how how do you do that? I mean, it's like in, it's feet of snow. And then snow. how do you count on getting enough people to come do it? You know what uh, I mean? Like, well, yeah, for $20 an hour, I'll sit at home. I mean, that, that's not enough money to get me out there in a boxed lunch. You all got a boxed lunch before. The sandwich is always soggy. The lettuce is wilted. Small bag of chips, barely a drink in there. Box lunches. I just feel like that's your plan. Yeah. (laughs) I know it snows a tremendous amount, but it snows a tremendous amount all the time. All the time. You think you'd have a better plan. So grab a shovel and and a travel ban. How are the people going to get there if they can't travel to get there to shovel out the stadium? Do you get a special pass? Maybe. Remember we had that pass during COVID that we were essential people? (laughs) We had some like government looking letterhead that said we could go out during COVID. Yeah, the cops pull you over, show them this. We're like, all right, are we really locked down here? Like, is this really going to work? Yeah, but I mean, they gave us a slip of paper we were supposed to show. We're important people. Could have been, I guess. I don't know. We got to shovel the stadium. We got to shovel. I can't wait to see what it's going to be like, dude. Like, really what it's going to be like when you're there and how many rows were actually shoveled out or how many people are like those Pittsburgh fans are just plowing through. through. They don't care. (laughs) 
And, and wouldn't you be sinister if you're like their front office and find out like, hey, can we figure out where the zip code of these tickets came from? And if they know it's like from this yeah, area, right. they're like, we're not shoveling this one. one. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let those people trudge through the snow. Yeah. <laughs> so got to practice apparently yesterday and everything. But uh, yeah, it's uh it's a little bit, a little bit iffy. From we the four one seven, why can't Buffalo put those seat covers over the the seats like they do in Tampa? There you go. <laughs> Just cover them up. I'm sure, the snow yeah. will melt right off. How beat up is the Chiefs' defense, and has the weather been a distraction? We'll ask Bills sideline reporter Sal Capaccio joins us next. Fesco in the morning. I don't even know who Dennis Allen is. Dennis Allen's exactly who you think he is. Who is he? Uh, just a middle-aged white guy. But what does he do? Like, <laughs> is he? He's the Saints coach, right? Brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. NFL playoff coverage on 610 Sports Radio brought to you by Twin Peaks Eats, Drinks, and Scenic Views. We head to Buffalo to check in with Sal Capaccio, the sideline reporter for the Bills Radio Network and our sibling station, WGR, in uh, Buffalo. Uh, Sal, we were talking about uh, shoveling the stadium out yet again. Is that part of your official duties as well as sideline reporter? I just want to know for like future reference if they would ask me here if I have to come shovel, if that's, uh, if that's indeed part of the gig. No, no. I, I, I mean, hey, you know what? I do enough shoveling here in my own uh, uh, I don't even have a driveway. I live in the city and like we have to park on different sides of the street. I don't know if you guys have that in Kansas city or not, but literally like I, what I do have to do is move my car or else I get a ticket because they're like, Oh, we're going to plow this side or whatever. So I have to do that. I, but I don't go down to the stadium to shovel, but Hey, you never know. They asked me to do it. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm game. I want to help my fellow neighbor. We're there. We are the city of good neighbors. Oh, all right. I like that. I like that. The city of, I never knew what Buffalo was. I always thought it was the yeah. city of beef on Wecker wings. I did. I didn't <laughs> the city of That's good not neighbors. The official moniker. It's just what we have. We are the city of good neighbors. I like that. That's they really are, good. They Can't, are though. Cause like, like digging, uh, what is uh Josh Allen's neighbor that comes dig, digs him out when yeah. he needs to. And like, everybody's got a, like a buddy, my, like a team buddy. They go and shovel for it. My, my parents pretty awesome. are senior citizens they have the neighborhood do that for them too so i get it man it's it's you know you help out the elderly like josh allen right um but 20 bucks an hour sal can't the bills do better than that to get people out there to shovel two to three feet of snow out of a stadium it seems a little cheap to me (laughs) i don't know i don't control the finances down at one bills drive i know they have uh they they have to get people out there and they're doing their best so what i don't i don't really get into all of that to be honest with you so so what are the conditions of the stadium going to be on sunday is it going to be much like we, we saw last week with feet of snow yeah. and people just having a blast because it looked like it was a lot of fun in the crowd you know yeah it will be very much like last week you're going to get a lot of snow but the snow that you got last week it literally just kind of stopped right kind of that day before the game and it was so much there that's why they're having trouble clearing out the aisles but they got the field ready obviously and that's why there was so much still there and you saw the the pictures of people trudging through the aisles this snow that we're getting now is pretty much going to be stopped by tonight, tomorrow morning. So you'll have a good kind of two days. I don't know if you'll get as much snow inside the stadium. There will be plenty around with people going to the stadium and parking and that. You'll still get some in the stadium. So, yeah, you'll probably see it that way. And as far as the weather's concerned for Sunday night, I mean, whatever, what you guys saw last Monday, Monday evening, it's going to look the same. It's going to be pretty much clear skies. There's not going to be any snow or rain. And it's going to be in the mid-20s, wind chill probably in the teens, nothing like you faced uh, at home last weekend. 
and a bit breezy, maybe 15 to 20 miles an hour. So I think we have a really, really good football night planned as far as weather. All right. How beat up is the Bills defense right now? Very beat up. Um, This is as beat up as they've been all season. Uh, We don't know exactly who's going to play, who's not going to play. Uh, My show at 10 a.m. starts here Eastern time. We have Sean McDermott. uh, Excuse me, guys. Sorry. Here we have Sean McDermott on every Friday to give us the first injury report like of the week, you know, the, the first one to kind of rule anybody out. So we'll find that out this morning if anybody's ruled out. Sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. Um, but right now, I will tell you that they are facing eight basically regular players that are on the injury report who might not be able to play in this game. I think we're down to about six who probably are more along those lines. A couple have returned on limited basis. Uh, but there's some big names here. Terrell Bernard, the outstanding middle linebacker for the Bills, really yeah. hurt his ankle last week. And even though he's Sean McDermott gave a bit of a encouraging news earlier in the week and said it, it, there's some hope and it looked, it could have been much worse. He hasn't practiced all week. Um, his backup that came in, um, Patrol Bernard, Balen Spector, he actually wound up, it wasn't even his backup. Tyrell Dodson is the other side linebacker. His backup who came in, Balen Spector got hurt. AJ Klein had to be elevated from the practice squad. He played. So we'll see what happens at linebacker. Tyrell Dotson did practice a little bit this week. Anyway, Christian Benford is still out. Um, he is a starting corner, obviously. Taylor Rapp is still out. He's their third safety. And, and Gabe Davis on offense has still been out. So, I mean, there's a lot of big names on this list. No doubt, Sal. I mean, you just kind of went through a who's who. What about the punting situation? As the, yeah. as the, are, we, are we looking like uh, for one of these shovelers to maybe punt for another $5 an hour or something? <laughs> the encouraging news. There were two things encouraging. Number one, punting-wise, Sam Martin, who, as you saw last week, got hurt on that, that blocked field goal. It's his non-kicking leg, but it's a pulled hamstring, and it's still tough to drive off of. He actually was limited in practice yesterday. That's encouraging. He, he was one of the guys that actually came back. He's the only one, I think, that was upgraded to limited. They did sign Matt Hawk back to the practice squad in case for insurance. Now, it's not just the punting guys. It's the holding that's super important, right? That's your holder. Oh. And that's why they got Hawk because he was here a couple of years ago. Sure, another guy can do it, but that's not the ideal situation. You know, your punter's generally your holder. Uh, so that's one. And the other real encouraging one that I would say, though, is that Taron Johnson is in concussion protocol, but he has been limited two days in a row with a red non-contact. So to me, that means he's trending, <clears throat> trending towards playing. And I would say Taron Johnson even though you can make an argument to Robert Bernard is the most important player. I can make an argument that Taron Johnson is the most important player to get back on the defense. Sal Capaccio, sideline reporter for the Buffalo Bills radio network, joining us here on 610 Sports Radio. Of course, Chiefs and Bills coming up on Sunday, 530 on 106.5 The Wolf. Um, I thought the Chiefs coming out of their uh, playoff game, I thought offensively probably played best to their identity. Uh, could you say the same thing for the Bills the other day? Like when, when Josh Allen isn't making – um, maybe some some extra pushing down the field throws and taking what's there and then running the you know leaning on the run game and then himself running is probably the the best identity of the Bills as well offensively. I would say so. Yeah, their best identity right now has really been more of a balance. And you want Josh Allen to do Josh Allen things. There's no doubt, but you don't want to have to do him every play. Uh, if they can lean on the run game and they've been able to do that this year with James Cook especially. Uh, that's when they they're at their their best because then Josh can you know take advantage of when the box comes up and has to stop the run. Um, so yes, that's their best identity. They, I think they really played to that strength uh, against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I think they've really been doing that for the most part since Joe Brady took over as offensive coordinator, even in Kansas city, it wasn't the cleanest game. It was one of the, one of the lesser, you know, performances for them when they went to Kansas city, you know, and beat the chiefs there. 
back in you know, early December, but it still was the kind of game they wanted to play, which is they balanced it out. They didn't have to rely on the super big play all the time. But guys, they, they don't have as much of an ability to make the big play down the field. Like we saw the four touchdown game for Gabe Davis in the playoffs and the year after that when Gabe beat him down the field. That hasn't, that's been missing from the Bills offense this year. So they do have to rely on what Josh, Josh taking what's given him and him running a little bit and then James Cook and balancing it out. They, the difference between this team and some years past is the Bills can run the ball better now. They can run the ball with James Cook. They can run the ball with their running backs, and their offensive line has done a nice job. So I think that's what their truest, best identity is, when they can balance things out, run the ball like they did well the last several weeks, including last week. Not eye-popping numbers, but really good enough to keep the defense off balance and then allow Josh to do his thing. All right, Sal, how tight are the Bills right now knowing this is a, a an opportunity? I, I got to think the pressure is very intense. I was listening to you know you guys on WGR this week. It sounded like some of the hosts are even kind of like tense about this one. Like, how's the tension right now? We may be more tight than they are, I'll say that. I mean, like, look, guys, this is, a, this is an organization, a team that, quite frankly, should have gotten to a Super Bowl by now, and they haven't. And the Chiefs are the team mostly that's been standing in the way. They've been the mountain to climb. They've been the team you have to get over, and it hasn't happened. And this is what they've been set up for four years to do, have Kansas City here at, at their house. And I go back to the COVID year um, of the AFC Championship game, and I remember losing that game when the Bills lost that game in Kansas City. And Brandon Bean, the Bills GM, said after that game in his post-game, his post-season wrap-up, he said he told all the players their goal is to get that game at their house, you know, and what he meant was the one seed, right? He meant to play the AFC championship game at home, make sure they're home. But I think it also meant get Kansas city there because we know we're going to have a fight with Kansas city for the next whatever years. Well, guess what? A year later, they go to Kansas city. We all know what happens with 13 seconds left. This has been the team and it's been because they've gone to Kansas city. I think everybody believes you get them at our place. You know, things can be different when I have them at your place. So now it's, can Josh Allen be Patrick Mahomes? Can Sean McDermott be Andy Reid when it counts in the playoffs? I don't think the team Feel, to me, I don't think they feel tight. I think the team is very, very um, – I think they're, they're feeling pretty good about the fact that they're here. They love the fact they're at home. They're going to have their fans out there. I don't sense that from them as much. I sense a, 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 an enthusiasm from them, but we certainly have it. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah. Right? Because, I mean, <laughs> yeah. we don't, we don't, we don't, I don't want to go on the radio on Monday and talk again about, I mean, is it ever going to happen? Can they ever beat this team? They had, they had them right where they wanted them. Yeah, I know, injuries, right? But you – you didn't do it again, and you had him exactly where you said you needed to have him. And we got Sean Hockley, and we know he's eight and two, mm-hmm. refing Chiefs games in two and zero in the I'm postseason. Sure that, that so makes I'm the sure Buffalo fans can, just yeah, even. Yeah, <laughs> yeah now I'll, I'll go a step further. He's zero and three ref, refereeing Bills games. Oh. Um, I'm sorry, the Bills are zero and three, right? Wait, right. Wait, they might be. Oh no, wait. I'm sorry. The Bills are one and three. Uh, he's never actually refed a game in Buffalo, by the way. He's only been on the road. But I put a stat out yesterday. It is interesting. And look, I mean. I just want to be clear with everybody. I'm not Buffalo radio guy going on Kansas City radio going, oh, we're setting up the excuses. But I don't normally care about this kind of stuff. I really don't. I, I don't either. It's, it's what happens. But there was so much talk about it that I actually did a little more research. I want to say, okay, what is real? What is not here? I did find something interesting, and this is this. In Sean McDermott's 124 games totally coached, like regular season of playoffs, in those 124, his teams have been called for 10 or more penalties 16 times. That's about 12% of the time. Sean Hockley's called four Bills games, three of the four, it's 10 or more penalties for the Buffalo Bills. Good. That's a pretty, that's a pretty significant difference compared to the rest. Now, I know it's a small sample size. I get it. But 16 out of 124, but it's three out of four with Hockley. And it is something Bills fans are talking about here this week. Yeah, of course. Sure. Adding, to the, adding to, the, to the stress and tightness of yes. it all. 
Sal, we'll see you on Sunday. Thanks for updating us a couple times this week, and uh, I am not bringing a shovel, just, just so you know. <laughs> you don't need a shovel. You just need to have your appetite, buddy. Come on up. You All guys right. take such good care of us, and we're there for our barbecue. We'll take great care of you with some wings. Can't wait. Can't wait. Thank you, Sal. You got it, buddy. Sal Capaccio, the, <laughs> the sideline reporter for the Bills Radio Network and host on WGR uh, in Buffalo. Uh, as Sal pointed out, it, it looks like we've got a ref that likes us. We'll get to that next. <laughs> Fesco in the morning. There was no. Keeping you awake starting at six. Brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. 610 Sports Radio. All right, so Sal had mentioned. Love Creed. That uh, Sean Hockley is the official, which has become kind of a, a minor story this yeah, week. Well, it's actually so, a major story. So uh, Sean Hockley, who uh, gives the Bills a lot of penalties. Mm-hmm. Um, Chiefs are 8-2, and two and he's refing their games. Yeah. 2-0 uh, and oh in the playoffs as well. I, I don't I don't like the fact that here we sit, though, Josh, like we're breaking down the officials before and two, a game, and, right? And uh, two two wins this year. Right. Uh, New England and Denver. Mm-hmm. The Bills uh, have been penalized efficient. 40 times for 347 yards in the last four games that Hockey Lee has ref. That includes this season's OT loss to the Philadelphia Eagles. In that one game, Hockey League called Buffalo for 11 penalties. Mm. So we got that working for us. Yeah, yeah, that worked. Last week, it was the the uh, guest lecturer at Texas Tech, who right. was the head official. That, I, that had to help. Had to have helped, and yeah. And so this, this week's a guy who's very good to the Chiefs and not so good to Buffalo. Right. Maybe they should uh, pay attention more to... To what they're doing. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting no, I to hate, see. I'm, yeah. But I'm with you. I hate I hate knowing this stuff. I hate having to see this stuff, and I hate that it's become a thing. I just I just remember being a kid and sitting down. It was like Jerry Mark Bright was the ref. You're like, oh, that's cool. Jerry Seaman was a referee. That was cool. Red Cashin was the first down. And now all of a sudden we're getting into the into the weeds of who calls what. Like they were just there to keep a little bit of order. Yeah, and just kind of hang out and kind of hang get out the game, and get the game keep the game moving along. Right. And that's all you knew. And that's it. And if there's a holding penalty here or a touchdown there, or whatever the case may be, I mean, I just I I don't know, man. Like to me. The fact that we're spending this time on the referees is it, it irritates the hell out of me because, as we say in baseball, if you're a pitcher for that day's game, like an opener, and you're going to pitch that one inning, uh, you shouldn't have to worry about who's behind the plate calling balls and strikes. Like that should not factor into what you're doing as an athlete. You know, like if you're a pitcher, you should. Oh, Angel Hernandez is here tonight. I'm screwed. Like that shouldn't be a factor, but it is. And and I understand more in baseball because you have each individual strike zone, but in the NFL now. We're we're getting down into the weeds of the refs, and I hate that fact because yeah. I just want to watch and enjoy it's the terrible. game. It's terrible because I was talking with my uh, my Bills buddy Rom, who says, I, "I said, well, at least uh, you know you're finally getting this game at home. Are you pretty excited about that?" He go, I, I said, he said, yeah. I said, and you got Cheffers out of the way because Cheffers ref their game right, last, right, last he goes, week. He goes, this was early and this was like Monday. He goes, but I bet we get hockey and it's gonna not gonna be any better. And I'm like, <laughs> and darn it, if he didn't get excited, I'm like, man, it's already in their heads already. Like, yeah. 
Like, you shouldn't know who's good or bad to you. You official, shouldn't. You really should. wise it stinks. I mean, we know Carl Cheffer sucks here, right? So I'm sure every team in every city now has the referee that sucks. I don't think anybody likes that guy, but yeah. Who, who Cheffers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I, and Brad Allen's on that list now of, of referees that people do not like. But I want to go back to the old days, man, where you like the referees because Red Cash was first down. Yeah. And Hockey Lee had the guns and, you know, whatnot and things yeah. like that. Like, he was the first referee to, I don't know, actually lift a weight. And now they all are ripped in their smeat shirts and whatnot. So I, I, I just think I, I want to get back to those days where I don't know who these officials are. Like in, in basketball, we always had the guy with the hair. What the hell was his name? You know, uh, Hightower hair or whatever that not Hightower, but uh, the guy who had the construction yeah, company yeah, in Omaha yeah. Higgins. Yeah. Yeah. Higgins yeah. Like we always knew him and KU fans always hated I mean, for him. For a while and, there was, um, you know, there were a few officials you knew uh, that were kind of showy. Yeah, right. But that was it. That it wasn't, was it. Wasn't their calls were terrible. Right. They were just showy. Yeah. They were kind of showy. And now it's like, it feels like it's more comp- We shouldn't know these guys, all these guys' names. But I feel like I college feel like. basketball, we always knew those refs. Like, you always knew Steve Wellmer because he always pulled his pants up. Like, right. that guy constantly pulled his, uh, his pants up. And who was the other guy that looked like Ted Kennedy that used to referee the games uh, in, in college basketball? Ted Kennedy. Uh, yeah. Picture Ted Kennedy. And right. Then, yeah, and then as a ref. And, and then as a referee. Yeah. I can't remember what the guy's name mm. was. But he was back old school type of guy. And of course, Ed Hightower, everybody knew. Yeah, Ed Hightower. And then there was TV Ted. TV, um, yeah, Ted Hillary was his name. No, no. Ted Kennedy. No, but he would he, Ted would, he would be yeah, really yeah, emphatic yeah, charging calls yeah, and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. They always said he was he'd ham it no, up. TV for the, Ted is somebody else. That is no, clearly was, somebody else. Well, there there may be more than one, but this was this was the one. <laughs> I know a TV Ted. Ted. Ted Valentine. Ted Valentine. That's it. That's yeah. it. TV yeah. Ted Valentine. Yeah. He was but, the original TV Ted. But there's, you know, so the, 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 they have happened. It's too commonplace now. So then uh, Roger Goodell was co- commenting about NFL officiating. Right. Um, talking to uh, Mike Tirico, apparently. Uh, analysts aren't perfect. Coaches aren't perfect. Our quarterbacks aren't perfect. They throw in completions. Running backs miss the hole. But we ask the officials to be perfect. They're making decisions out there in a matter of seconds. Mm-hmm. He defends the officiating, saying, I'm proud of what they do. Yeah. Um, I, I don't disagree with that sentiment, but also the transparency is what stinks. Mm-hmm. We can accept here's what the calls are, but they don't they hide behind it so much and they almost treat them like they're infallible. They do. In in the in the backing of it. And I think there's times where they go, we need to be it's okay if the league would tell them they need to be better. Mm-hmm. We need to make sure that you're not getting in the way. You're calling the calls as, you know what I mean? It's it's the outright defense of them all the time that I think rubs people the wrong way. It, it, it does. And, and you know, you but you appreciate that if you're the referees, right? Like, if Roger Goodell came out every Tuesday and listed all the bad calls, that would just enrage a fan base, I think. And and, and the more you think about that, you're like, all right, we, we got to calm the masses. It's all, the fan bases are already enraged enough. If we go out there and have, like, a, a, a press conference every Tuesday and say, okay, this is what Brad Allen messed up, this is what so-and-so messed up, those guys and gals are going to games the next weekend. They're going to be booed. Hey, Brad Allen! That call you made in the third quarter last week cost the team a game. You suck, Roger you Goodell bomb, t- right? Roger Goodell even said so. Yeah. I get that part of it. And I also get the speed of it, too, because, like, I can step back and go, wow, I didn't. And then you watch the replay. Yeah. Well, they don't. They don't get to watch. They, they may make the call before the replay happens. I can. I can. And you're watching the replay in slow motion, yeah, too. I yeah. can acknowledge it's really hard in, in as the play is happening. I couldn't do that. Right. Nine times out of ten, I got to look and go, I see it. did I see that right? right? Let's see the replay. Well, maybe not. Yeah. And But we're expecting them to all have eagle eyes to be able to do it. And I just don't think it's 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 possible. Plus, it's not. And- all the times now that they are 
specifically instructed to let a play go mm-hmm. and we'll clean it up on replay, right. those types of things, those moments do annoy people. I get it, but I think it's also the way to get it right. I so, love those moments. Why do people get annoyed by that? Because it's a stoppage in the game? I guess. I, let or, the play go. Hey, we all saw it. Why didn't you stop it there? Well, that's what they're... Right. So I think it's a, just a little more transparency, I think, would help. Well, yeah, a, a, a little, little bit. more. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know that you have to go out and give grades every week. No. I don't, I don't think you have <laughs> that to do would that. Be funny. <laughs> but it would be, yeah, it'd be fantastic. Uh, do it in the town square. Yeah. <laughs> half, hear ye, hear ye. You know, halftime of the Monday game. They're going through, running through everybody's yeah. Sunday. Oh, that would Sunday, be good Sunday. if you brought the head of officials on at <laughs> halftime of the Monday night game. All right, here's who graded out well today. I don't know that we go to, need to go to that <laughs> length, but I can see, you know, just a little bit, just a little bit more would be would be good. But I like the fact that Goodell did talk yesterday a little bit and, and was honest because I never really considered what Roger Goodell said yesterday. And he's been a great leader of the league since COVID. Um, and and he's right. We do we forgive coaches like when Andy Reid has a bad play call, we forgive Andy Reid. Patrick Mahomes throws an interception, we blame everybody else. You know, Pacheco, <laughs> you know, d- doesn't hit the hole properly. We're like, all right, that's fine. You missed it. Bump it outside next time. You'll be okay. Somebody misses Walk a tackle. Better. Yeah. You know, so so he's right. Like we forgive everybody in this world but officials and we expect officials to be 100% right all the time that's unrealistic we're all human beings right we're, we're not right all the time just ask Frank White let's find out if the Chiefs are ready this could be the last installment this year too I hope it's not I really hope it's not I hope we continue to find out if the Chiefs are ready because it's time for Kingdom Cliches And that means playoff cliches. All right, go ahead. Before the challenge of, of playing the Bills, we obviously know they're a good football team. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, not a lot to say other than happy to be back here another week doing this. Hopefully we're doing it again this time next week. Kind of just is what it is. It's all about being smart. If you could bank on doing that every year in free agency, wouldn't that make a huge difference right just staying with the process in the end all of the you know great coaches they stick to what they do i think he does it as the best in the league you know he can make any throw he has a big arm so he's a threat he's probably the number one thing that you have to deal with i guess he's the fastest guy the biggest guy the strongest guy or anything he just knows how to play the game he's got great instincts i think they're hitting their peaks and making strides with their team and where they're at right now we have spins toggles twists you know, we have a bunch of different moving pieces. That's two different things, two opposite, you know, spin on the ball. and You don't go too far away from what you are, but there always is a wrinkle. The more we have, the better, right? In these games, you got to score touchdowns. We're going to do whatever we can to win the football game at the end of the day, and uh, if that's running the ball, throwing the ball, whatever that is. We understand it's going to be cold. We can't fight the cold. Um, we're fighting individuals. Yeah, I mean, cold's cold. All three phases are going to have some wrinkles. In the end, we want more touchdowns. We want to score more, but there's a process to it. Win or go home. Um, at the end of the day and it's nice to know that you got cerebral guys that can roll with that trying to find a way to survive in advance and get to the next round and and when you do that you know usually good things happen we're going to need all 11 guys wherever the ball ends up whoever they give it to you always want more kickoffs and you do kickoff returns so there's not a lot of mental mistakes but there are other plays like that where he might just ride them out it was impressive i was proud of those guys but that's what we call hidden production a leader can't be a leader when i great teammates you know it takes a takes an army to be great but listen you go into a setting like that there is a little bit of let's make sure we survive the 
what comes early because there is a lot of that and then thrive and those guys push the best out of me each and every day to get the best out of me we have a jugs machine that goes left and right you're like a proud papa when you see that i mean that was ah, it sure sounds like they're ready to go for another run to the super bowl enjoy your playoff watching in the kingdom and be sure to eat your tea and crumpets it's good to have a jugs machine that goes left or right I think. Gotta have a jugs machine. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.